time for Healthy Talk Radio. By the powers vested in me, by the Federal Communications Commission. Coming to you live from the headquarters of the Global Health Network and across the world wide web. <gasps> Computers can do that? It's America's longest running radio program dedicated to your health and wellness. What's taking place here is an alternative approach. Now, the woman who's changing the face of health care each and every day. That's the fact! Yeah. Here's Deborah Ray. Good day. Welcome to Healthy Talk Radio. I'm Deborah Ray. Well, quite a change. Get healthy or get fired. The Cleveland Clinic, nicotine testing and pre-employment physicals. If nicotine is found, you will not be hired at the Cleveland Clinic. Well, it's an intriguing topic, and he has toiled long and hard, and it shows. A 550-page book, You Don't Have to Be Afraid of Cancer Anymore, eminently readable. And the author, Bill Sardi, joining us today, your questions about cancer, including how to make chemotherapy work for you. Can you cancer-proof yourself? The answers to that and more, we invite you to join us at 1-800-307-3002. You don't have to be afraid of cancer anymore with the author, Bill Sardi. Now, the news and views about the news you won't hear anywhere else. The Healthy Talk Radio News Digest. New research at the Department of Pharmacy at the University of Porto being published in the current journal Food Chemistry that is of some note that with a growing suspicion over chemical-derived preservatives, synthetic preservatives, and of course many of these additives now link to real human health problems, including attention deficit and hyperactivity, the food makers have been out there sourcing natural preservatives. Rosemary uh, is one. Prune extract is another. Uh, Grapefruit extract is another. And now global information has indicated the global food preservative market is a current whopping $575 billion? I have no idea it was that high. But interesting research now finding that walnut leaf extract and extract from the leaves of walnut trees uh, have a potent ability. In fact, their ORAC value is double that of vitamin C to scavenge damaging reactive oxygen, reactive nitrogen uh, species that in essence are responsible for Food spoilage. So you might see that the preservative of the future includes a little rosemary, a little oregano, a little walnut leaf extract, lots of phenols there, and lots of antioxidant potential. Interesting indeed. We now read that there's at least a one genetic test out there to determine whether or not you will respond or not to a certain form of breast chemotherapy. Well, genetics set the stage. In other words, those genetics build our individual, our respective closets. Then it's turned over to us, how we take care, how we fill that closet. Well, that knowledge is progressing a little little further with the journal Nutrition reporting that a botanical supplement reduced inflammation more effectively in people with genetic variations that are associated with an overexpression of inflammation and a higher risk for early heart attacks. Nutritional 
Genetics. The company's name is Interleukin Genetics. What they are doing is trying to determine genetic susceptibility and then which um, antioxidants, in this case uh, a combination of rose hips, blueberry, blackberry, a mixture, a grapevine extract, and its effect on inflammation on people that have certain genetic expressions. Because that achieves um, a lower blood um, C-reactive protein level, and that means a less risk of heart disease, cancer, um, Alzheimer's, inflammatory conditions like um, a joint inflammation, arthritis, gum inflammation, peritonitis, gingivitis. Interesting indeed. In fact, a professor at um, the School of Nutritional Science and Policy at Tufts University was quoted as saying that we've known for many years that not everybody responds the same way when it comes to nutrition. That depends upon their genetics, just like the Eskimos would not do well on a diet that people who live in the Amazon rainforest thrive, and vice versa. But this is one of the few controlled clinical trials in the field of nutritional genetics that botanical uh, products... And they're talking about things like rose hips and blackberries and blueberries and grapevine extracts can be developed specifically to modulate the biology of people who test positive for certain genetic factors. Interesting indeed. In fact, if you want to view the published paper, we'll post this at our website, healthytalkradio.com, and the link is there to go to the current journal, Nutrition that a botanical supplement reduced inflammation more effectively in individuals that had certain genetic variations that put them at high risk of blood inflammatory markers and high risk of early heart attacks. Interesting indeed. Speaking of which, uh, interesting, it, uh, it was under the title of Medical Mystery. It made the front page of today's Wall Street Journal. A young um, Emory researcher has now for 40 years pursued a career of brain research as well as university researcher. Dr. Donald Stein has been intrigued over the years what the gender differences means in terms of traumatic brain injury. And he um, acknowledges that many of the drug companies, for example, don't want to pursue um, things like uh, naturally occurring progesterone um, because it's of little interest. They can't gain patent protection, but apparently it potentially offers some um, laboratory animals who prove that they were resistant to traumatic brain injuries. They had higher levels of progesterone. So there is a complex of genetic differences as well as hormonal differences that may be truly therapeutic when it comes to recovering from brain injury. Interesting indeed because it certainly points out that hormonal balance is much more than just reproductive health and as well (laughs) that we have um, certain uh, you know, gender differences that can make the difference in terms of healing brain damage. Interesting indeed. Well, it's a new report out, University of Toronto, taking a look at people who have acute ischemic stroke. 
People will have a stroke that cuts off blood flow. And, uh, for example, they might have a part of their brain die. What they find is that elevated serum in your bloodstream, calcium levels, in people who suffer acute ischemic stroke are associated with smaller infarct volume. In other words, there is less damage because of the lack of blood flow, the higher your serum, serum calcium. Now, this is interesting because there's a New Zealand study out just this week suggesting that women who consume higher levels of calcium had a higher risk of heart attack. And, of course, it all speaks to the fact you can't paint this with a broad brush. What's the amount of calcium that's right for you? Uh, you know, is there a gender difference? As it was with all nutrients, we need to take a look at uh, what we need individually to be able to achieve that balance. Well, it's all too common. In fact, we have 2.1 million nocosomial hospital-acquired infections each year in this country that claim the lives of nearly 106,000 Americans every year in this country. Now, interesting research that's gone going at the Cleveland Veterans Affairs Medical Center, published in the current BMC Infectious Disease Journal, we used to think that the nose, your nose, was the primary site of Staph aureus colonization. But now we have a growing number of studies to indicate that the intestinal tract is a common site colonized by Staph aureus. And it's that intestinal colonization of Staph aureus. Remember, Staph aureus, we're thinking methicillin-resistant Staph aureus, really bad bugs, is associated with an increased contamination of patient skin and the surrounding environment. They took stool samples, swabs of patients, nostrils and skin, bed rails, bedside tables, looked at um, contact with these patients by investigators, and what they found <laughs> was pretty eye-opening. That uh, why they had a certain uh, percentage of patients uh, that didn't have Staph aureus in their, their nostrils, uh, they find that they could actually transmit this bacteria just in the environment. Interesting indeed, because we want to uh, diminish nocosomial infections that claim all too many lives. Bill Sardi joining us today, a new book, 550 pages of You Don't Have to Be Afraid of Cancer Anymore on Healthy Talk Radio. If you think macrobiotic is a computer virus, you need Healthy Talk Radio. A special guest joining us today to talk about uh, an effort, oh my goodness, such a labor uh, in time intensive labor of love brings to us the author of a 550 page book. Do not be dissuaded. This is eminently understandable and all too important for each and every American. One in two men, one in three women will have in their lifetime a challenge of cancer. The name of the book, You Don't Have to Be Afraid of Cancer Anymore. The author, Bill Sardi, joining us today. Bill, <laughs> I can't believe you took on this, to- this, this project and, <laughs> and, and <laughs> re- not only retained your sanity. I mean, you did a masterful job here. How long did this take? About three years. And Gosh. We went through about 17 file drawers of 
information, scanned over uh, 250,000 pages of information to develop a book that would help people understand cancer and what to do about it. And, of course, it's a little bit longer. It's not a novel. You don't read it from beginning to end. Sorry to overwhelm you, Deborah. But <laughs> the idea of the book was cancer patients just get flooded with information and yeah, helpful yeah. friends who say, SEACT or alkalize your body or whatever it might be. Are any of those things helpful? It's a reference book so you can look it up and see if that's true. So uh, is there any evidence for any of these things that are claimed to be cancer cure? So important for us to sort all this out. And, of course, another reason for my book, in the last five years, there have been some tremendous breakthroughs which we do not utilize as cancer cures, and yet they are proven cancer cures. And no oncologist is going to recommend them. They're the most remarkable things. They come from the world of vitamins, minerals, herbs, botanicals, amino acids, and so on. They're safe to take, and they at least, if you can't buy into all of this, at the very least, help you escape many of the side effects of treatment and in fact help the treatment work better. In fact, my book, You Don't Have to Be Afraid of Cancer Anymore, also comes with a free report, How to Make Chemotherapy Work for You. For all of you that are battling cancer at the moment, chemotherapy inevitably doesn't work. Drug resistance or tumor resistance sets in and there are ways, of course, that the natural remedies can help make those medicines work better, and we offer you a free report when you buy the book. So it's very interesting. And I, I tell people chillingly, Deborah, on the day that you're diagnosed with cancer, mm-hmm. 50% of those cases have already metastasized, that is, spread to a different location, and there is no effective treatment for metastasis. They will treat you, but there is no treatment specifically for the spread of cancer. That's the mortal form of cancer. Of the other remaining 50% of cases, 70 to 90% of those are solid tumors, like the lung, the breast, the prostate, and the colon, for which chemotherapy and radiation treatment does not penetrate a solid tumor. You're out of luck twice now, whether it's metastasized, and that's hard to measure. They don't know even, even know that's happened yet. Right. And, of course, uh, if you're having the treatment in a solid tumor, the typical things that are used to treat it are ineffective. And then, as I mentioned, out of chemotherapy, within about six weeks, the tumor has started to shrink, the treatment has started to work, and then the tumor resistance sets in. And so now you're out of luck three times. They just had a big report this week that all of the treatments that are performed for cancer Mm -hmm. invigorate and spawn cancer stem cells. All cells come from a a progenitor cell, they call it, or a a father or daughter cell that allows it then to split up. And so it's one cell that then becomes, uh, makes a blood cell or a muscle cell or a, a, a skin cell, whatever it is. The, the stem cells are from which all cells generate uh, come from. And, of course, uh, the now you're making more cancer stem cells the yeah. more 
chemo, the more radiation, the more surgery that you have. So uh, surgery itself causes, it's a wound, obviously, we've gone in and done surgery, causes sure. wound healing. Right. Wound healing promotes the development of new blood vessels. That's the very thing that feeds tumors and then causes them to escape because now you've got a root through a new blood vessel uh, and it causes the tumor cells to escape and now you've got metastasis, that is the mm. spreading of tumors to a distant location right. and then, of course, uh, the mortal form of cancer. So, uh, of course, I'm, I'm painting everybody and pushing them into a, a corner here. What to do about cancer now with all that reality I just shared with you? There's lots of things you can do. Before and, we, of course, lots of things have just been overlooked. Before we, we, we delve into that, including um, um, the option to, uh, to get a, an intriguing report entitled Cancer-Proof Humans, speak to the fact, Bill, because many of us took note, in fact, we talked about it on the air, um, that additional factor, and that is the profit motive behind chemotherapy drugs. And often, I mean, even the experts acknowledge they're treating with, with no hope of, of successful treatment but yet hastening death because of this profit motive. And the patients ask for more. Sure. Here's the problem. I used to say to cancer patients and their families, but cancer treatment is nothing more than slash, burn, and poison. And the relatives would look at me and say, don't you dare tell my mother that and scare her. We have paid into this health plan or Medicare all of our lives, and we deserve the very best treatment, and in fact, if they don't give it to us, we're going to sue the health plan. But what if that treatment is going to lead to the earlier demise of your loved one? Mm -hmm. What if there's some alternatives? And at least the lesson in my book is, early on in cancer treatment, start searching for alternatives. And I'm not necessarily talking about some of the ineffective things that alternative medicine sometimes brings to our attention. And my book is certainly... uh, doesn't curry favor with a lot of the alternative medicine cures because there are so many other wonderfully proven scientific discoveries that we don't utilize. Now, let's get to this story of the cancer-proof mice and can we develop a generation of cancer-proof humans. We can. That's the point of my report. You get it when you order the book. The story comes from Wake Forest University where in 1999 they discovered a mouse that couldn't get cancer. Mm -hmm. They were giving mice cancer cells. They injected the tumor cells in the mice. They were trying to make antigens for which then to make antibodies, a a cancer vaccine. One of the mice didn't die after being given 200,000 fast-growing sarcoma cells. All the rest of the 99 other mice died. And so they wondered. uh, They injected the mouse with 400,000 tumor cells. It wouldn't die. And then 500,000, and then a million, and then a billion, and then two billion, and finally three billion, and they simply could not kill this mouse with cancer cells. All the rest of the mice would die under these same circumstances. So they found this mouse had unusual, uh, this, for four years they waited to tell the story. I don't know why there was a delay. And this unusual mouse then was sired that it had offspring, sure. and they, they made about 800 more mice that were totally cancer-proof. And this led to the question, are there humans? 
that are cancer-proof. Is it possible? Well, they then later took white blood cells out of these mice, injected it into mice that had cancer, and it totally protected them. I mean 100% from getting cancer. Mm -hmm. The cancer that they had that already existed in their bodies was completely eradicated without side effect. We don't want to miss a minute of this one. Cancer-proof humans. Bill Sardi, the author of a brand new book, You Don't Have to Be Afraid of Cancer Anymore. www.thecancerbook.com 1-800-247-5731 Joining us, your health care questions for Bill right here on Healthy Talk Radio. Warning, Healthy Talk Radio presents revolutionary information that could cause facial tics and foaming at the mouth, but it's backed up by documented research and presented by credentialed guests. It may not represent the views of this network, this radio station, or its sponsors. But hey, it's not like they went to medical school. I'm Deborah Ray. You're listening to Healthy Talk Radio, where journalist Bill Sardi joins us today, a brand new book. Chock full, uh, whether it's causes, treatment, alternatives, prevention, lung cancer to prostate cancer to breast to colon cancer, vitamins, minerals, specialized uh, nutrients. The book, You Don't Have to Be Afraid of Cancer Anymore. And we were talking about um, a report um, that you have the opportunity when you order you don't have to be afraid of cancer anymore at 800-347-5731. Cancer-proof humans. And you were talking about these uh, m- uh, mice that defied uh, injections of large amounts of, of sarcoma cells. And, and what happened from there at Wake Forest? Please continue, Bill. These mice simply could not get cancer. And, of course, they then found they could transfer the uh, immunity from cancer to other mice and they, they found that it was in white blood cells, part of what we call the innate immune system now there's two parts of our immune system uh, the T and B cells come from the thymus gland and the, the bone marrow that you hear about the T cells like in HIV and AIDS but the neutrophils and macrophages and natural killer cells part of the innate immune system were responsible for this. They then went on and uh, in an informal uh, human study determined that uh, uh, what they were measuring was the immunity of humans. Did any humans have the same capacity to resist tumors? Mm -hmm. They found that some humans, a few, have very poor immunity. Most of us in the middle, the bell-shaped curve, have an average amount of immunity. And a very, very few humans have the very same total cancer resistance as these mice. Now, why isn't that a headline all across the world? I don't know. Some humans actually have total resistance against cancer. And what they found was this, Deborah. That resistance declines with advancing age. It's abolished by stress. Hmm. And it's controlled by the season of the year. Deborah. Isn't that Season of the year. And where they're pointing is no humans. Some humans were only able to kill 2% of the cancer cells when they took their white blood cells out and put them in a dish of cancer cells. They would only kill 2% of those cells. Other 
humans would kill 97% of those cells. None of those humans were able to do that in the winter months when your vitamin D levels are low. Deborah, why are they hiding this story? Why are they not telling us about vitamin D? Why did they not do vitamin D levels? Deborah, since this mouse then transferred his immunity to 800 other mice, there has to be a gene involved. They believe it's a single gene. Deborah, they haven't done one gene array test, or if they have, they're keeping it in the closet. They're hiding this discovery, and they're going on. Now, next year, they're going to do a study. They say they're going to have to wait till summer to do it. When uh, the immune system is up in humans, we know in summer that the death rate goes down in summer, goes up in winter. The cancer survival is longer in the summer than it is in the winter. It all points to vitamin D. Right. And instead of studying vitamin D, they're going to take some of these white blood cells out of people that have this super immunity injected into humans that have cancer. That's way off the subject. What, I, what we it? need to know is what causes humans to have that unusual total cancer resistance. We talk about it on our report called Cancer Proof Humans. We show you that vitamin D is at the center of this and how you can use a couple more dietary supplements to weaponize your vitamin D and make it work for you mm -hmm. because this is the whole problem. You know, in cancer, you'd think our, our immune system would always work and kill off the cancer cells. Cancer cells evade detection by our immune system. There's things you can do to help your body detect cancer cells. And if you go to the website, thecancerbook.com, this right. morning, uh -huh. you'll be able to actually see and visualize the actual video micrographs. It's a little movie mm -hmm. of these white blood cells approaching, contacting, and literally destroying tumor cells. You can see, and it destroys tumor cells at a rate so fast that it overcomes the speed at which the tumor is growing, and the tumor will completely disappear. This is the remarkable part of the story. Now, why you haven't been told this before, the story hit the news last week. It got off the subject. It never explained why they've not tracked down the gene involved, and they're not pursuing vitamin D. That's at the center of all this. For all of you that are curious and haven't heard, a story uh, a couple of months ago came out that just taking 1,100 units of vitamin D a day, this is the sunshine vitamin, right. vitamin D, right. uh, uh reduce the risk of cancer of all types by 77%. And the Canadian now, Cancer Society told everybody to go out and get their vitamin D. They've wiped the shelves clean, and nobody said a word about it in this country, Bill. That's right. The Canadian Cancer Society took the lead. The American Cancer Society said nothing. The National Cancer Institute said nothing. A lot of people, when they do surveys, it says that people believe there are cancer cures that they aren't being told about. That's what my book is about. There's at least 11 good ones mm -hmm. in my book. There's quite a few more, but ones that you can use and grab right away and, and will understand and are fully documented in the science simply go unused by today's oncologists. And for us to understand it, the grief, the sorrow, the tears, mm well involved in cancer. We've all experienced them with our loved ones and our family. And I wrote the book for all the people that have struggled with this because there isn't a good book on cancer. No, there's not. No, there's and, not. And, Deborah, just to understand, every cancer patient, every one of them, 
has thick blood and blood clots, which facilitates the spread or the metastasis of cancer. Why doesn't an oncologist tell you that you need to be on natural blood thinners? Not the warfarin and coumadin. If you're taking it, it's fine because it, it, it already is helping you. Right. But, it, you know, vitamin E and magnesium and garlic and fish oil thin mm-hmm. the blood. Right. And if you happen to get cancers, you're, they're not going to spread as easily. And that's very important because that's the mortal form of cancer. So... And no one tells a patient. No one makes an effort to thin the blood. The New York Times three times in the past year has said that the state of cancer care in America is in chaos. And one researcher said it's a very uncomfortable time. Well, it certainly is. I'm sorry to tell you folks, there are no cures for cancer. No conventional cures for cancer. A study done, uh, an analysis of both in Australia and the United States, just how well does chemotherapy uh, contribute to the five-year survival of cancer patients? Only 2.3% of cases are are helped by chemotherapy. Chemotherapy is 2% successful. And you will submit to it. It will destroy your immune system, the very thing I just told you that provides complete immunity from cancer if you learn how to boost it and weaponize it, I call it, and that's the very wrong thing to do. So, I, you know, I'm just aghast at this. It's the reason why I wrote the book. Oh, now we have the biotech drugs bill. I mean, that they're spending, literally people are selling everything they own for a drug that may set them back $100,000 a year that's at best going to cause them to live maybe two weeks longer? Maybe two weeks, maybe two months for $50,000. Some people are selling their homes to get the medicines not even understanding any of this. And, of course, it was Linus Pauling and Matthias Rath, Dr. Ewan Cameron doing the work on vitamin C at the time in the 1970s. Just using high-dose vitamin C, they were able to take end-stage cancer patients and help them live on average six months longer with some of the patients living as long as three years. And yet they've completely erased the story about vitamin C and they hype, they hype up these uh, gene-targeted drugs, the, the Aressa, the Gleevec, the Herbitux drugs, that cost thousands of dollars for two or three months extra of life. And by the way, if all the health plans would just divvy out these cancer drugs uh, to all the cancer patients that, quote, need it, mm-hmm. it would uh, completely cause bankruptcy of every health plan. I mean, we just can't keep inventing right. cures that right. are more expensive. It's just nonsense. Uh, I, I think that people don't understand. We are uh, opting for what has been disproven uh, because we say that the natural remedies are unproven. The logic defies me, Deborah. Why are we doing this? Chemo, radiation, and surgery don't work, and but we say, of course, that the uh, herbs and the vitamins mm-hmm. and so on are unproven. They're unproven. You've got better odds with them than you have things that are known not to work and, in fact, lead to your earlier demise. Uh, chemotherapy and radiation damages the left side of the heart. Many of the patients die of heart failure. Right. And, of course, those uh, people who die that way, uh, they're not even counted in the cancer death figures. They just say that you, you died of heart failure rather than cancer. It was cancer treatment right. that caused right. your demise. So. 
more people die of the treatment than they do of the disease itself. So these are the harsh realities of cancer. There's good news in my book. There are ways out of this, and lots of wonderful reports and cases in there of people who survived unusually long, even into total remissions, by using some of these remedies. There's a wonderful story, Deborah, in the book. Now, people with lung cancer have about a one-year survival, one or two years. Not good. There's a man who refused all treatment, Mm -hmm. just took omega-3 oil. That's all he did. Flooded his body, 12,000 to 15,000 milligrams a day. His lung tumors, he had these great big cannonball tumors. They could see him on the x-rays. They completely disappeared. He's without symptoms today, a 78-year-old man. Why aren't we telling our patients? Why isn't there rapid investigation into these accounts like this? This was all in a medical journal. Nothing is said. The patients are dying, and of course, uh, in a horrible way, because the treatment is so harsh, we really need to get away from chemotherapy and radiation. And we need to, to understand that uh, all of what alternative medicine has to offer is maybe not productive for us. And certainly, we need to learn about diets. We need to learn about sure. so many other good things. But you want to knock cancer out, and that's what our report, we had to update the book and send you uh, along with your order of the book, this uh, report, Cancer-Proof Humans, because this is a late-developing story. It's in the book about the cancer-proof mice, but now that they've found humans that are totally resistant against cancer and how you can develop that special immunity on your own. They're just letting this story, uh, as, as we say, die. They're, they're not pointing to vitamin D as the major weapon against cancer. And, of course, we need to find this story out for us, our loved ones, for many people who have a family history of cancer, uh, they're certainly going to be concerned. The book, You Don't Have to Be Afraid of Cancer Anymore, 550 pages. It's just been published along with a report on uh, cancer-proof humans. You also get uh, How to Make Chemotherapy Work for You. It's a special report that comes with the book. And we have another special report, How to Help People with Cancer. I know for a lot of people listening, they really want to help. They know about supplements. They want to help somebody else. You get another free report, How to Help People Who Have Cancer. And you're going to love that report because it really gives you great insight. Because I know a lot of people, as you go and you tell them, why don't you try this or that, right. if you have cancer, they're very puzzled. They don't know how to accept it. They're not sure. And so how would you like to together, do right. that successfully? So. We are trying to help people who have cancer and to help the people who want to help people have cancer. So, you know, it's uh, uh, it's a very, cancer is just a very, very fear-evoking word. That's why we use the fear issue in, in the book title. And for most people, they make their decisions about cancer treatment simply out of fear, not out of knowledge. So uh, we need to change all that. Uh, you know, they found out that men who have been recently diagnosed with cancer, they'll opt for treatment. The doctor will say, well, why don't you, why don't you think this over for sure. a couple of weeks? Active waiting. Uh-huh. The, the men are so gripped with fear, they say, doc, just get the cancer out of me. Right. The doctor knows that if the patient waits two weeks, 90% of them won't have treatment because there's no any evidence that any of the treatment works. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the patient's very anxious and, and fearful. And with white knuckles and sweat on their brow, they say, Doc, get it out. And they're operating the very next morning. And, you know, with for treatment that has not been proven to work. 
And they did a study a number of years ago, a branch of the government, Agency for Health Policy Research, and they found out that men who had a prostate surgery for cancer right. lived 14 years, but the men who did nothing had right. watchful waiting mm-hmm. lived 14 years. There was no benefit to the surgery, and yet, you know what they did about that? They right. erased the agency of the government, got rid of it, <laughs> to produce the report, and you can't find that report anymore. Don't hold that thought. Uh, the book, You Don't Have to Be Afraid of Cancer Anymore, Bill Sardi joins us on Healthy Talk Radio. The most affordable health insurance on earth. Healthy Talk Radio. Journalist Bill Sardi joining us today. The book, You Don't Have to Be Afraid of Cancer Anymore. I'm already putting it to uh, to good use. Uh, just got the call over the weekend. Uh, an acquaintance of mine, a, a well-known, um, just a Tony cranial sacral therapist and educator, my age, diagnosed with advanced ovarian and, and colon cancer. The book, You Don't Have to Be Afraid of Cancer Anymore. As Bill's indicating, there's some additional reports uh, bringing the information just right up to speed, including cancer-proof humans, how to make chemotherapy work for you. And the website for the book is thecancerbook.com, thecancerbook.com. If you're not webified, 1-800-247-5731, 1-800-247-5731. We were talking about that fear factor, and, and I clearly heard you uh, you know, previously mention, Bill, that when we're stressed, and you know, what cancer patient is not all too frequently just stricken with, with, I mean, just abject fear. I mean, just just takes out their, you know, their immune response when it comes to to fighting cancer. That's what they found in the mice that that stress just abolishes the immunity, and of course we've got to find out how to get it back. And uh, of course the very prospect of just being cancer-proof—it sounds too good to be true. They actually found it in humans and mice. You need to know about this, you and your family. That's why we're breaking the news story to you. And, of course, fear does grip us. Uh, We have no time to get information which dispels fear. We're too rushed. We have to depend on our doctors. The New York Times said in just the, the last couple of months, for instance, there's a treatment for myeloma. It's bone cancer mm-hmm. and, right. uh, and uh, uh, connective tissue cancer. And they, they, there's a better treatment available if you go to the hospital and get it from a radiation oncologist. But the private practice cancer doctor is not going to give that to you. He's going to exhaust all the treatments that he can bill Medicare for, mm. uh, seven different drugs that don't work, and when he's collected all that money, then he'll refer you over to the hospital. What kind of ethics are are in practice in modern medicine today? It, as we can easily say, it's all about money, but yeah. let's, let's find the way out of that, and we're going to try and help you with my book, You Don't Have to Be Afraid of Cancer Anymore. So we, we need to get wrap-up uh, patients in issues of politics. Let's just get you interested in real cures, and then, then you can talk about all that other stuff. So give us an overview one more time, Bill, about the, the book offer. The book offer, it's a 550-page book. It's just newly produced. You don't have to be afraid of cancer anymore. You also get this 30-page update, Cancer-Proof Humans. It's the story about the cancer-proof mice, along with a report about how to make chemotherapy work for you and how to help people uh, who have cancer. All of those for you, just dial 1-800-247-5731. 
888-379-5731 or visit thecancerbook.com. Boy, what a terrific job. Bill Sardi joining us today. Amazing book. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'm Deborah Ray reminding you, live long, stay healthy. <laughs> 